0: Bible reading today is from Acts chapter 1 verses 6 through to 11. So when they met together they asked him Lord are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men, dressed in white, stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, Why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, We'll come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. But today
1: I'm uh, really beginning um, uh, a series in the book of Acts, and I think it's going to hold us in good stead for the coming weeks ahead because um, the book of Acts records for us what happened when the church began, and so I've called the series Mission Plus Family Activated. And I thought that it would be a great book because it really reminds us of of how things did begin and helps us learn some great principles of how we as a local church family can continue together and be active in the mission God has called His church to. And I guess you could say that the book of Acts is sort of like part two of Luke's gospel because it was written by the same author and it's sort of written the same way. It's an account of all that occurred Um, in Acts from the point of Jesus' ascension, which we just heard, um, through to the establishment of the church and the ongoing work and mission of the gospel as it spread throughout the world. You see, this is something new. God had started something new when he sent Jesus and he began something new when he established his church. Now, when was the last time you really genuinely began something new? Well, for me... It was a few years ago. I learnt to ride a motorbike. I'm not quite as skillful as that yet. Although I'm not sure if that's skillful, I'd sort of maybe call him a temporary motorbike rider because I don't know how long he'll last. Um, but it was something new. I had to ride this motorbike for work, and so um, I was sent off to do a, a course um, to basically learn how to ride a motorbike. Now I had ridden bikes all my life. I love riding my push bike, but it's something very different from a push bike to a, a bike with an engine. See, the previous time before that time when I rode a actual motorbike, it was a friend's dirt bike and I ended up passed out with a very sore ankle to show from my efforts as I hit, went straight over the handlebars. have zero understanding of how I did it and no recollection of the accident itself. I just have a recollection of going down a hill and that's it. Yeah, so uh, so that was the, the the last time previous to when I went to this course. And the way they start out was in a classroom, as all good ways you know to start out how to learn a motorbike. You start in a classroom, of course. Um, they went through all the safety safety briefings and how to do things properly, what sort of equipment you should wear, what helmets are safe, you know, pants, jackets, everything, all the safety stuff, box tips. Then we went out in the range and were handed a motorbike. Well, yeah, it was a motorbike, okay. It was a Honda 125, so it was very, very low powered. Um, basically, you know, not much better than a posties bike. Although posties bike are automatic, these were manual. Um, and so we, we, we basically sat on a bike. No turning it on. No, no, no. Not yet. That came after lunch. Um, and so we sat on the bike, got used to how to sit on the bike, how to get on and off, where the kickstand. It was tedious, but really important because it set you up with good habits for a safe, future riding a motorbike then we actually got to turn it on whoa there we go um yes there was an engine and so we then did little goes around the range that they had there and practice braking very important braking safety without going over the handlebars and and changing gears and everything so by the end of the day you walked out of there feeling like okay i've got enough information and enough basic skill that i shouldn't really kill myself if i go out on the road um that was the basic premise of this course um and so then i practiced riding bikes at work very interesting riding around a cemetery with l plates on so that was that was fun and uh so so we, we practiced for a while and, and just before i went for my P's, i did another course which was basically a, a massive big trip all over southeast Melbourne, where they basically said, okay, this is where we're going to go. When you see this, just pull over. And we took turns in leading a group of motorcyclists through. And so we were flying down the roads, doing all the things: wide sweeping bends, you know, traffic lights, all the works of it, you know, so that you could have really good practice, um, a really good final skill check, I guess, before your P's. And then straight after you'd done all that, you then went for your P's. And so it was good because you were really, really clear on what you had to do and more importantly, what you didn't want to do to fail automatically. Um And so, yeah, got my P's and yeah, I, I can ride a motorbike. Um, so that was three years ago now. I don't have a motorbike, um, but I can ride one. So, you know, that that was the last time I did something new. But when, if I had a though vo- just went and bought a motorbike and just went and started riding it, I don't reckon I would have been anywhere near as safe. I reckon on that first trip out, I would have probably tried and gunned it, you know, and probably would have, you know, injured myself yet again, or even worse, not done well and probably been in hospital, you know. So there's things that we, we do when things are new that we sort of really need to sometimes think about Have I got all the information, all the training necessary? And have I got any skills in this? I was pleased that when I learnt the motorbike, I was given the skills. And when Jesus was with his disciples, what was he doing? He was training them. He was equipping them for this for a time such as this and it was like he was giving them a safety briefing taking them through the important features showing them how to do it showing them what to do then helping them and practice and do it themselves see we read in 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 the scriptures in the in the gospels that jesus sent them out in pairs he sent out the 12 he sent out the 70 it wasn't just the the little group of 12 disciples that jesus was investing his life into For when he was not going to be there anymore he was training them i guess you could say it was like they were in an apprenticeship program being given all the skills and information required so that when they received the holy spirit they had all the power to accompany their great works of faith to accompany the mission god had for this new beginning So god sort of had something similar to the church in the old testament the temple so, they already had a good understanding, because these were good Jewish folk, most of them. They already had a good understanding of God, His history, His teaching, His character. But just like push bikes are similar to motorbikes, they both have two wheels and you need to balance them to ride them. The church, however, had been given the power of the Holy Spirit. And it is really good to know how to ride a push bike, but it's just like it's good to have the knowledge of the Old Testament, but it's even better to ride something with power. It's even better to know Christ and to operate in the New Covenant under the power of the Holy Spirit. So this passage that we're looking at today, Acts chapter 1, the chapter here, it starts basically with... um telling us that Jesus appeared to various groups of people over 40 days, teaching them about the kingdom of God. Luke then records for us the last words that Jesus spoke on earth. Acts 1.6 Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It's not for you to know the time or dates the Father has set by his own authority. You see, the disciples were really keen to have the conquering king restore a military and political kingdom that would drive out the Roman armies and restore national sovereignty to Israel as it happened numerous times in the Old Testament. But Jesus corrected them, not not by rejecting their question, but instead by establishing their mandate for mission. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See so here Jesus gives his followers a commission. This time would be for them a time of witnessing for the gospel, not of military or political superiority. This was something exciting, because this was something new. It was a new beginning. This was something that would change the world Forever something that was so important that it was was not just to be kept for just a small group of people, not just for the 120 or so that were gathered, but, but something that was for their city, their region, their nation, the whole world. That is the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. They were to share that good news about what Jesus had done with their neighbours, with their friends, with their family, with everyone they came into contact with. They were to be witnesses to the amazing work of Jesus Christ and they would not be alone to do it. They were going to be supernaturally empowered by the Holy Spirit to accomplish their mission. After he said this, Jesus was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. So immediately after they were given this new mandate by Jesus, this amazing new commission, Jesus ascends into heaven. Then they were left looking intently up into the sky and hoping uh, as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Now, I'm sure that as disciples of Jesus, they had seen and witnessed some amazing things. They had seen lame men walk. They had seen the blind restored to sight. They had seen sick people healed. They had seen people risen from the dead. I mean, you think about all the things that they had seen. They'd never seen this. They had never seen Jesus ascend into heaven and be hidden from their sight behind clouds, can you imagine what this sight would have looked like i mean i'm I'm a fairly visual guy, and I was like, "I, I can't even like picture that and, and I went googling, and there's a video I'm about to play that helps helps set the picture for
0: you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria. And to the end of the earth, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation.
1: then that's where they were they were left without jesus now i'm sure that scene doesn't do it justice but it gives a good idea but they they were left right there no more jesus and that would have been a very strange feeling because what were they going to do now i'm sure that they would have just been given this amazing information from jesus and think, okay so so where's all the you know the, the the plan the how-to the str- strategy you know like wh- wh- how are we going to do all this yeah and then Jesus just just disappears I reckon it would have been a really strange feeling because that was the first time that he wasn't amongst them that they weren't expecting his presence right there every day and I just think about the changes that each one of those disciples had gone through to get to that point even in the three or so years I mean they'd left professions They'd travelled across the country, they'd seen amazing things, learnt amazing things, did amazing things, but the constant throughout all of it was Jesus, who they'd just seen crucified and buried, then resurrected, and now had ascended into heaven after promising the Holy Spirit. Talk about change. I mean, some people complain about daylight savings. That's nothing compared to the change that these people had gone through and were now facing with this new beginning. And I know that right now, we are going through change. We're all going through change. You know, it's never easy. No one really likes change, but i tell you what, change is a great metaphor for life. Because I reckon if things aren't changing, then they're dead, right? You know, this music stand is not changing. It's dead. I'm changing. I'm alive. You know, I think it's a great metaphor for life. And as a church family, we're changing. You know, unfortunately, we will change organically because you have a new pastor. And and I won't do anything that's going to you know change just for the sake of change. I'm not going to do anything that's going to upset and, and ruffle feathers on purpose because that's not who I am. But it is something new for all of us. And as we forge on together, may I encourage us all to be open on how God is leading us together forwards so that we may fulfill our commission just like the disciples that we've been hearing about from Acts. So the disciples, they then returned to Jerusalem and went to the upper room where all the disciples were devoting themselves to prayer with the women and with Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. Peter then stood up in front of about the 120 or so gathered there and spoke about the need to replace Judas. Judas, by his own actions, had fulfilled prophecies in scripture, but now was a time to choose a suitable replacement. He suggested that it should be someone who had been with them the whole time since the baptism of John and had been a witness to the resurrection. And two men were put forward. These men were Joseph and Matthias, and because they met the necessary requirements to be considered for the vacated apostleship position. So Acts 1, 24 to 26, Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over the apostolic ministry which judas left to go where he belongs then they cast lots and the lot fell to matthias so he was added to the eleven apostles last week we shared um, together a bit of the story of my commission here at this church as i was inducted and i just want to say first of all thank you for making our families feel so welcome and so loved we didn't cast lots in that process but we all sought the will of God for this appointment and new leadership brings change and I'm sure that the disciples experienced change with Matthias when he was added to their number as he brought his own personality, his own gifting, his own abilities, his own history, his own strength and his own weaknesses and I'm sure that Matthias was not perfect And I can guarantee you that he made mistakes because he was human just like you are, just like I am. And I can guarantee you that I will make mistakes because I am not Superman. And I'm certain that Matthias acted in good faith and integrity in his calling as an apostle. And I promise you that I also will at all times act in good faith and integrity to the calling God has placed on my life here as pastor of this church. My intentions will always be founded in love for this church family and faithfulness to the mission Christ has called us to. And so, yes, change will be inevitable. But you know one thing that has not changed in some 2,000 years or so? It's our commission, Acts one eight. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. See, when we respond to the saving work of Jesus Christ, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit as a seal and mark of our faith and as a powerful helper to then step out in faith into what God calls us to. Next week we're going to go into Acts chapter 2 and we're going to see the Holy Spirit's power in action. And it will be great, so don't miss it. But don't also miss the purpose of the Holy Spirit. It's so that we can be a witness to Jesus Christ. So I ask you today, what opportunities are God placing in your life to be His witness? What interactions do you have with your Jerusalems, Judeas and Samarias? Who are your close friends and family who you can be praying for and sharing the gospel with? Who are the acquaintances, your work colleagues, your customers, neighbours, people you bump into in the street who who you can be a witness to? Who are the strangers that you can show the love of Christ to and testify to His goodness? On Friday night, just after we'd moved all of our boxes and stuff into our house, it was really not a, a good time to try and think about cooking because, first of all, didn't know where anything was to cook. So we went for fish and chips. So we went to the local one on Appen Street, Willie's, I think, fish and chip shop or something there, and they're not too bad. Uh, the burger was okay. Uh, so we went there for tea and I was just sitting there waiting and I sat down and was talking to the guy beside me and he works at Brown Brothers Winery and um, we got chatting about different things and you know, I just said, you know, I've just moved in today so you know, that's why we're here not wanting to cook. And so we go, oh, so what's brought you up here? And it was a great opportunity just to share with him about Jesus. And so I took that opportunity because, you know, I think it's, we should make the most of those opportunities like last week I was in Audi and and it was before the rain right and uh the guy in front of me was talking about how dry it's been and you know we we need some rain and and um I said oh you know we well, we should be praying for rain and he said oh I think we've tried that already you know it hasn't really worked has it and I said well maybe more people need to pray you know like it was just something small a small comment you know Um, and then what happened? Thursday, the rain bucketed down. You know, this was a few weeks ago. So, um, you know, it's taking those opportunities just to be a witness. And we can all do it. We all interact with people just about every day. Unless you sit at home and just watch TV all day. That's probably not going to be helpful for God's mission. But at least you'll be well informed of what's happening in the world so that when you do go out, you can talk to people and share God's love into those circumstances, eh? We've got to take those opportunities that God gives us to be his witnesses, to share the gospel. You know what? Today's Mother's Day. Why not take the opportunity to call any of the special women in your life and to share God's love with them? And if you are a mother, take the opportunity today presents to share God's love with your family as you make contact with them as the day progresses. Now, I don't think anyone has ever actually been nagged into the kingdom. And I'm sure that there are a few children that may at times have felt like they've been nagged or guilted into attending church and I'm sure that none of those mothers are here amongst us. I'm sure that each mum here today will be full of grace and thankfulness to the Lord Jesus Christ for the blessing of children and take the opportunity to share God's love with their kids. And can I speak on behalf of all the sons and daughters amongst us? We are all super appreciative to have mothers and mother figures in our lives no matter what your relationship has been with your mother without them we wouldn't even be here and so we can honor them for the blessing they are and that's just the start of the many ways that we can praise the lord for our mum. and so i want to finish today by praying and encouraging us to be god's witnesses and to share his love especially with our mums. let's pray Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for the blessing of mothers. And we thank you for the blessing that we have in being so clearly sent a mission from you to share your love, to share the good news of the gospel to everyone that we come into contact with. Lord, may we do it with grace and with love with our family and our friends may we do it with the people that we come into contact with in random situations may we take those opportunities to be your witness and to share your love and just to to encourage people and uh, and to really just be your hands and feet as we go out into our different areas of life and activity throughout this week lord be with us i pray and may you especially make all the mums feel especially blessed today on this mother's day Amen.